Hey guys, Eli here. Just want to take care of a couple of things at the top. Uh, first thing, I didn't say the number of the episode last week. It was 21. Uh, you knew that because you saw the title of the episode when you clicked on it. I still feel like I should tell you, and it should be a part of my intro. And despite knowing that all week and thinking about it, um, I forgot again this week. I'm not very good at this, as it turns out. But anyway, we're, we're just going to take care of that now. This is episode 22. Um, and the other thing, just as a personal favor to me, at some point during this episode, I use the word opaque and I mean transparent. So if you could do me a solid and just assume that I said transparent anyway, I'd really appreciate it. That's it. Let's get into the episode. Talk through of 22 coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. I'm not re-recording this. Welcome to Talk of the Rift. This is a show about League of Legends, but if you're here right now, you probably already knew that. We're happy to have you here. My name is Eli, and with me once again are Logan and Koobs. Say hi, Logan. What up? And say hi, Koobs. Hello. Got a lot of video games coming out right now. Everybody has to figure out what they're playing and what they're not. So with that being said, since the last time we talked, how were your weeks? What have you guys been playing? Man, I've got so much shit to do. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I got... uh, we got League of Legends preseason. Yes. We got Halo Shadow dropping on Monday, which is my favorite like shooter ever of all time. Free multiplayer, by the way. Free up. So, you know, of course, I'm playing that nonstop. And freaking Pokemon releases. We're recording this on Wednesday, so in two days, I've got to play Pokemon. That's and great. I got Clash this weekend. What the hell am I supposed to do? Also, Ruin King dropped, but hey, that's the one game I decided to not buy. I'm oh, going to wait till I play all the other stuff, and then I'll buy it. I'm like 10 hours in right now. Oh, really? I saw yeah. you were playing when I got home, but it said you've been playing for an hour. You're ten hours in. Well, I played six or seven yesterday. Jesus. Yeah. It's fun. So I like it. it must be good. Yeah, I I mean it's yeah, no, I, I think it's fun. It's a little like confusing at first as far as how like the combat and all that works. Okay. Um but then you kinda get used to it and you get a little faster at like your decision making and you know, the typical progression. With those, you know, with most of those turn-based stuff, right? So yeah, no, it's been it's been good. They're, the storytelling's amazing, top notch. Before we got on to do the podcast, I was watching somebody stream it, and it looked really good. Like aesthetically, it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah, story's really good. I'm not gonna spoil anything, right. even though I'm pretty sure like all the characters and stuff of our like everybody knows who's all in it, but. Theoretically, uh, we kind of know the story around all the stuff that isn't Viego anyway, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It, a lot of it seems very newish. All right, cool. That's like more in depth on the characters than you, than I remember. Just the standard lore being. Well, and then the standard lore used to be this is what we're going with for now, and then we'll yeah. change this in a year and a half, and don't worry about it. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely cool. To, I mean, they're doing a really good job of showing the personalities of each uh, each character, each League of Legends champion that you see. That's good. You'd really hope so. Yeah, yeah. Did um, did either of you play Hextech Mayhem? That dropped alongside. No, I haven't uh, played that. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, that that was the one that they were like, we're we're releasing this game today. Uh, and it's basically like a side-scroller rhythm game. I don't. It's by the company that made it. They have they made like a rhythm game that's like super famous in the rhythm game community. Like I don't Osu know what it's what? called. Guitar What's Hero. That? No. It it's like it's a literally like the Hextech Mayhem, but like reskinned to Ziggs Heimerdinger, I believe. But like it's noticeably the same, I think. Okay. But I don't play those games, so I I really don't know. Yeah, it doesn't but, sound up my alley, but I'll probably look at it now. I mean that so like Ruined King came out, it's thirty dollars. And worth it. How much do you like how much game time do you expect out of your money, you know? I've I've bought sixty dollar games that I was done with in less than ten hours. 
<laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Force Unleashed. Uh, uh, that took you almost 10 hours? No. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, Eli, I, I, I was less. literally going to say, I beat Force Unleashed 2 in six, in like less than six hours. I, I, I was, was going like, to say, I, I think 10 hours like is very. Yeah, you're being very nice to them for 10, right. less than 10. Yeah, I'm about, uh, what did I say? 10 hours in? You said 10, yeah. Yeah, about 10 hours in and only pretty much only been doing just like the main quest line. Okay. Mainly because I'm not exactly sure how to find side quests. It's not like super obvious to me. I'm guessing I just kind of like ditch the main quest objective and just like look around, but I just okay. haven't done that. And I, uh, so yeah, I think I'm 34% of the way through the main quest line. So you're just streamlining main quest, not really doing side stuff, and you're already expecting to hit about thirty hours. Yeah, you could do. Yeah. It's, a I mean, it's going to get things with your money. Yeah, the way that they're apparently gauged out is number of quests. Like I am thirty-four percent through the number of quests. You know, oh. so the first bunch of quests are really short, so that's what ramped it up. And I imagine it's going to slow down because the quests yeah. will get longer and the stuff will get harder and stuff. So I'm kind of expecting like somewhere around. For one playthrough on, I don't know what the second hardest difficulty is. What I'm at, I don't know. Forty hours is what I'm expecting, huh. but we'll see. Okay, that's super weird that they would go with, uh, like number of quests completed because that's not yeah. really a good indicator of how much of the game you've actually done. That's at least what someone on Reddit told me. So, oh, with okay. a grain with a grain of salt, but well, the internet's I, never lied before. So yeah, I mean, not to my face. True. Yeah. It is true. Um, well, we played... We're just going to get into games that are coming out. We played Halo together because it dropped and it was free and you can just play it. Um, that game is gorgeous without trying to be overly beautiful. I yeah. found. Yeah. It, it, it isn't smooth. like... Yeah, smooth is definitely true. But it, it, it doesn't like... It doesn't try to wow you with how pretty the game is and yet in the middle of a match you'll stop and go, you know, this looks really good. But also, I, it feels amazing. I was going to say, I played yesterday on my uh, Series X, mm-hmm. and damn, it's like just so good. It's so nice to see on my big TV and everything, and I just love it. Yeah. Well, uh, they've done something interesting. They're, so that game is technically uh, in in big bold letters quotation marks around it in beta but everything you do in the battle pass like carries over to the release so it might as well be out um which yeah, also they, the they battle said pass, that, that was just uh like cover their grounds for bugs oh okay so for all intents and purposes it is out right okay um but also i want to talk about that battle pass for a second because no matter how long it is between now and when you finish the battle pass or like another battle pass comes out, like that doesn't expire. It's just, if there's multiple battle passes out, you just pick the one you want to progress on. Um, so like, that's a pretty easy investment of your $10 because it's not like spend $10 on this battle pass and then play this amount of time within this time frame to get the stuff you paid for. It's just, play enough to unlock as much as you want with the battle pass forever. Yeah. Not a fan of how like the experience system works with it, but other than that, it's a I'd say a good system. So Yeah. We're going to see a lot more games following that model for sure. Yeah. I'd bet that so many people bought it solely because of the fact that there's did. no time limit on it. Yeah. I 100% did. I don't have like if you told me I have to grind for 3 months, like I don't have the time to grind for 3 months. But if right. you're like, buy it, and then whatever, yeah, fine. It takes me forever to get all the unlockables. It does, but then I, I still get them. Like, I'll still get them at some point. League so. will do it in a year. That's my yeah. guess. They'll they'll have some way to fit a battle pass into their uh, business model. S- still get their like... money's worth, but they're more customer-friendly, you know? Yeah, yeah. When you say a year, are you saying, like, a year from today or, like, next year? Because I could see them rolling something like that out next season oh i i don't know i just yeah i just threw a random time frame on it oh, okay. <laughs> i don't know uh because they i mean league already has battle passes but they're right. time locked 
Right. Um, and I can see, I mean, just they'll probably wait and hear Companies about like the numbers active... that Microsoft is doing and be like, oh, that's a, I'm imagining that's a jump from the standard battle passes people have. So, yeah. I, I don't foresee companies like EA and Activision following suit, but I'm sure there's a lot of other games like Riot Ones and I don't know who else does battle passes, but yeah, I agree. I, I imagine money, they all follow suit. Money talks. I think it's going to be everything soon. I mean, soon is well, but relative, right, right. but but, but it's I think like that's how what they're going. But like, I think the difference is though is that like, if you're still making a lot of money right now, like, and you and you're, you know what I mean? It's if if you don't think you're gonna make much more money, then like you're not gonna switch because right. like you're gonna because you already have people. As long as you have the whales already giving you money, like you might get more people with doing the long ones, but you might lose people that are, you know. That are gonna know. like, oh, I can buy this one and I can like take a chill. If you've got the addicted audience that's already giving you money, you know, keep them addicted and keep them. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it makes them not buy it. That's fair. It's I think it just makes it more accessible to everyday person, everyday people in general that aren't you know, sixteen years old, to, who have all use, the time in the world. To use Activision as an example, um, I would be curious to know how their numbers change if they were to do something like this to see what their revenue looks like as a difference for people that buy a battle pass and then buy extra tiers of the battle pass, as opposed to just playing them out. Um, I, I ah, wonder that's if true. that would change overly much. Yeah, that's a good point on it. I mean, pe- people are going to be, you know, less incentivized to do it if they got all the time in the world. That's, that's a good point. Cause I mean, you see a str- like just as streamer, as an example, like Tim, the Tatman, he'll buy, the Warzone Battle Pass, and then he'll buy the 100 tiers so he just has access to all the good stuff because the cool stuff is at the end, right? So yeah. obviously he's got so much money that it's not an issue for right. him to go do that. But if somebody sees that and they go, well, well, I want the cool thing right now, and so how many people are watching yeah. that and then spending their own money themselves to do that thing and then wouldn't do that because, oh, I've got time to get that. Don't worry about it. I'll leave know. that to the market research people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we mentioned Pokemon's coming out. Battlefield's out. I'm not playing that. Uh, Logan, were you playing Battlefield yesterday? Hell no. I ain't playing Pe- that crap. People don't like it. <laughs> A lot of like yeah, I saw a poll on Twitter. playing that garbage. It always sounds so just, good on paper. I know, and then it just never is. I I told I told we have a mutual friend who loves Battlefield, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You gonna get it?" And I was like, "No, not on release." And he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because when's the last time a Battlefield game on release was good?" The answer is a game prior to Battlefield Three. Like, not a single Battlefield has released after Battlefield. Bad Company 2. I was going to say. In which the community has been like, this Battlefield is amazing. It's either right. server issues, lack of content issues, bugs. There's always something. The maps and are this too one is, big. Yeah. Now this one is just a cluster F of nothing. It's the, that bad? I I played the, was it a beta? Yeah. Like a three beta. thing, yeah. I, the map, yeah, maps are too big. So you added more players, but then made the maps massive. So like, it doesn't feel like there's a crap ton of players. It feels like it's always been the, what do you call them? The, um, operators is stupid, terrible idea. It's not battlefield. Battlefield is like real soldiers, boots on the ground. And you know, not this, not this hero thing that they're doing. I hated that. The, the, the best example of that being a bad idea is I, I don't know the names of any of the operators, but let's call one Mike. There was a screenshot of Mike watching Mike get knifed from behind while Mike was aiming at Mike with a sniper rifle. He had no <laughs> yeah. idea what team anybody was on. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think a lot of people are playing that game right now, which it's crazy that you've got a new Battlefield coming out and people are not playing it because people love Battlefield. you got to pay $60 for that. Halo comes out. The multiplayer is free feels way better and the game just it seems like it is well, better Best battlefield is 70 dollars. yeah for just multiplayer no campaign <laughs> halo is free yeah, halo halo won the uh yeah. fps war here big time they already I won i don't think it's close. they won on their first day it's yeah. already it, 
Like Battlefield does. Like, and by the time Battlefield maybe hypothetically bounces back, mm-hmm. Halo will release cooperative campaign and Forge by then. And once Halo's once Forge is out for Halo, that it's, it's game. It's game over. I because yeah. every every issue that anyone's gonna have with Halo, Forge will fix it because you could just make custom lobbies and yeah. it's infinite. It's infinite gameplay. Unless the only thing that Battlefield is going for it is its portal mode, apparently, which is the same thing as like Halo's Forge, just not as in depth. But you know, if if the community can find something in Battlefield's portal mode to make game modes, things like that, that'll stick. Then sure, it has you know, second life for sure. But right, yeah, uh, I'm kind of psyched with what I think how popular this new Halo is gonna be. Pretty psyched yeah. for the esports scene for that. Yeah, the esports scene some... started today. Oh, did it? I was watching some streams with it. I was watching a TSM player, and uh, people are very good at that game. Yes. (laughs) And it's it's like, holy crap. And, like, the strategy they put into it, too, it's not just, like, I'm, you know, I I just, I never thought of Halo as being, like, super strategic, just, like, I don't know, I'm clicking your head more than you're clicking my head, but. Right. Yeah, but with, like, the 4v4 option, like, that's, yeah, it's uh, a lot of good team play, even when we're just playing. It's still kind of an homage to those old, uh arena uh I, I don't i guess i don't know what the genre is called but like um quake like halo is like a step down from quake and it's that perfect level where you don't have to be super good at halo to have fun with halo yeah but then also some people could still be really abs- like ridiculous at that game yeah yeah low was the kind of phrase for that low skill floor high skill ceiling yes yeah yeah they do that. They it feels like they're doing that well in this new one, right? Which is good because I've been really disappointed on every Halo since Halo Three. So, uh, yeah. Okay, that's be personal. Dis- I I can't say wrong to your opinion. I the first Halo I ever played was Reach. To be fair, so I love Reach personally. Um, because like I I would come home from high school and then you'd get on the Xbox Live party and it's are we playing Black Ops? Are we playing Reach? Are we playing Battlefield Three? Um. Uh, Halo's good again. Battlefield is not. And Call of Duty is... I, I'm playing it because I like playing Call of Duty. It's not perfect. It's fun enough for me. Uh, but Logan, you posted something in our Discord earlier that their sales yeah. were down like 40%. So this is worldwide hmm. sales. This is not... This is minus the US. Because the United States does not like to share sales numbers if they don't have to. Which I understand why, because their sales are garbage right now. But let me pull up general chat here. Call of Duty Vanguard's first week of sales numbers in relation to the last game, which was uh, Cold War. Mm-hmm. Physical sales are down 26%, and digital sales are down 44%. Which is that huge. That is not because good. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going in, or are not going to buy hard copies of games anymore. I would venture right. a guess that the digital your digital sales, sales are your bigger are hit. more. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that that's down forty percent from last year's COD at this point, which I like, people liked Cold War. I liked Cold War. It wasn't again. It wasn't like great, but it was fun enough for me, and I got enough enjoyment out of it that I could justify it. But I totally get what people are saying. Oh, I don't like this. this isn't this isn't good? That's fine. But then you're down forty percent this year, and it's like. The, the the three pinnacles of like first person shooters, there's only one that's winning right now. And they went through a lo- a long slog of not being great. But uh Halo's back. And that's good. You guys were playing Forza Horizons. Yeah, I've been playing it. Oh man, so good. I play a little a I, I even left Halo last night to go back and play a little Forza. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm I'm not a car racing person i not really am not i same. hate those games hate same. them same same same. and same. i suck at them but you know what there's something about forza horizon that's just it's just clicking with me and i like playing i like sitting down on my couch and playing it on my series x and it's all oh, it's fun it's, it's fun the, it's the best sandbox for me in recent memory yeah okay. and that's and it feels more like a sandbox than a racing game and that's kind of what like put me onto it. Someone I was listening to something, and they were like, "Oh, it's actually an adventure game disguised as a racing game." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'll try it," because I've never played Forza before this. Like, sure, not even once. Um, because of the whole car racing, I don't know, stigma is right. not the best word for it, but it's what I got. 
people that play yeah, racing games great. are notoriously elitist. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. And this fair. and this is very not elitist. This is, is very like, casual. I drive but off still a really and have fun. a time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Found the it, fastest car I could, got on yep, the interstate, yep. and just gunned it, and just tried to see how fast I could go. Like, oh, I, I nick another car, and my car just like gone, just sends it, and I love it. It's so fun. Yep. It, I wasted like an hour straight going on the air, like on the airstrip, and I just like floor it to the jump mm-hmm. to see how far I can jump, and I drive back or whatever, and I go pick a faster car, again. and I floor it. Yep, I wanna, I gotta try to beat my buddy who it keeps telling me like has, has me by like thirty feet. It's like oh, I gotta beat him. I gotta beat him. I love it. Those things are always the best. I, I like getting those comparisons. The the first time that I ever saw that was uh like twenty eleven or twenty twelve, a game called Sleeping Dogs came out. By the way, that game is ten out of ten. It's like a perfect video game. Uh but like once you're done with all the story stuff, most of the stuff that you do is like you get in a car and you do racing circuits or you do like challenges and it would put you up against people like in your friends list they said oh this person did that for like 30 seconds longer and you're like okay i was gonna be done with that but now some asshole's got a better record than me and i think i can beat him so you spend the next hour and a half doing that and you enjoy your time doing something that you would have just dropped you know it's nice to have that little head-to-head moniker um so since we're talking about video game releases uh a couple of reveals happened in the last couple of weeks Riot also revealed uh, a single-player story-driven game called Song of Nunu. Did you guys see this? I did. I kept meaning to click the link for the other games they were they announced, and I've never done it, so I'm completely blind on all of these. Okay, so this game is being made by Tequila Works, which is a Spanish video game developer based out of Madrid. Um, and they've got six other games on their resume. Uh, Deadlight, The Invisible Hours, The Sexy Brutal, Rhyme, Groundhog Day, Like Father, Like Son, and Guilt. And all of these have very good reviews on like Metacritic, IGN, and on Google users. So it seems like they're they're hit, hitting to their audience. It's hitting very well. Um, and the preview that I saw for this looked really, really good. It's just kind of like, what's that? Um. So an adventure game that might have been only on PlayStation, but like there's no dialogue. I mean, there's, there's probably dialogue Journey? in the new game. Yeah, Journey. It gave me a feel of playing like Journey in the snow, and I'm using these League yeah. of Legends characters, and it looked really, really good. I have kind of a confusing take on it, because as okay. I watched the trailer, I kind of thought to myself, like, what do you do? And I was like, it just seemed very empty. Yep. And... It's either they A, didn't show us anything, or B, they showed us everything and nothing's there. And I mean that in, like, like yeah, it's a story-driven RPG, but, like, I saw that you, like, to cross the river, you freeze it. And then I saw that, like, they ran up a ramp and then jumped the cliff to the other ramp. And it's just kind of like, is that it? Like, is I, am I just, like, scaling a mountain and then I go to the next person who gives me a hint of story and then I go to the next person who gives me a hint of story? Is it? I realize that sounds, like, kind of weird. But like did, I don't know, did I didn't see Journey like intensive. No, I didn't. Okay, because Journey at first glance looks exactly the same. Where you're like, okay. I don't understand where the fun is in this. Yeah, and I guess that's a better way like, to put it. Is that I don't understand where the fun is. Like I don't yep. see the fun when I look at it. That's a better way to put it. So, uh, did, I I didn't. I don't think I completed Journey, but I played it for a bit. Um, and the beauty in that game is just like the settings and the unique storytelling and. Uh, the aesthetic and you look around and you go, you know, this is kind of peaceful doing this. It's fun to explore. It's not for everybody, uh, which is kind of why I specified that like they're making games. The people that they're making games for like these games, it might not be for you. Right. Which is fine. That's fine. Yep. When I saw, when I saw the trailer initially start, I was like, Oh damn, Mm -hmm. like we're getting a new, new Willem story. I was like, this is tight. And I was, I was excited watching the whole thing and then I got done. And that's when I was like, you know, I just got done this trailer, and I'm not sure, like, really what in this thing I'm supposed to, like, enjoy doing or, like, have fun doing. But right. anyway. Well, and also, uh, you talk about we're getting a new New Willem story. Like, we've got Arcane and uh, Hextech Mayhem are, like, Piltover and Zaun. Nunu and Willem is in the Freljord. Uh, 
what else is there? Uh, um, what's the game we literally just talked about? Ruined King is Bilgewater and Shadow Isles. Like they're piecing together all of these things from all different corners of Rune Terra. Yeah. Uh, just like very subtly going, like you're getting a little taste of everything, and it all feels very different. But it's all t- it. I I don't know. I just right. I think that's kind of cool. Um, the other game that they revealed is called Convergence. Which they'd already revealed they that one. Announced that one before. Yeah, we already saw gameplay for that, like at the Riot ten year anniversary. Which okay, one? That's is that what the I fighting thought. one? No, no, it's the Echo the uh, platformer. I don't even remember that one. It's like a, there's a lot of. It's just a two D platformer, and it. I'm sure it'll be great. There's been a lot of those recently, so I'm sure there's a lot of influence from everywhere. And right. So that okay. game is being made by Double Stallion, which is a Canadian studio out of Montreal. Their games also seem to land pretty well for the target audiences. Uh, they make a lot of cartoony side-scroller beat-em-ups. Um, I wrote down the names of these as well, mostly because I think they're really funny. Uh, so they've got Loud House Out of Control, Speed Brawl, OKKO Lakewood Plaza Turbo, and big action mega fight. Um, they're really leaning into these are like Cartoon Network esque wacky zany sort of things, and Convergence looks like it's taking a more serious approach to a similar concept. Uh, but again, everything that they've made is reviewed really well by the people that they make it for. So I guess you know high hopes for them as well. Um. But yeah, so we we saw that one before, and we just got more information on it, I, I guess. And then there's 95 other things coming out because it's games coming out season. Um, it's also uh, LCS roster season, and things have been getting spicy since last week. Um, what was the thing that happened with Cloud9 uh, where... I think it was, was it Travis Gafford announced like a roster and it was mostly wrong. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the drama that went around with that. That was just like ridiculous. Did you talk about from today? Yeah. Okay. I saw a little bit. Some of the most it. petty shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But, I missed all of this. I don't know what this oh, is. Oh man. Can I tell? Go ahead. Yeah. Cause I love it. Cause I, this guy's a straight up asshole in it. He's just a douche, but not Travis Gafford. But so Travis, I'll give you the whole timeline of C9's. Actually, let's because if we're gonna talk about C9's roster, this actually all yep. works together. So Perks leaves, and C9 tries to get Bjergsen, Hansama, Mickey X. Okay, unsuccessful. They go to Team Liquid. Mickey X is supposedly going to TSM or whatever. So Jack then tries to get Niski and promote Isles, the their academy support. And then they'll keep Sven was the, you know, then the Sven like came back or whatever forever. They, everyone was reporting that Sven was gone and then Sven supposedly came back. So then Niski falls through and then Travis reports. He's like, according to my sources, like C9's roster is now fudge, blabber, copy, um, Sven and then Isles. And then like right before free agency, like, an hour before Travis is like, so it's summit top blabber jungle fudge mid Sven ADC aisles support. And he, I mean, it's an hour until the free agency's open. So like, it's a done, you know what I mean? It's a done deal. He's like, sources say this is what they got. And at that time he was like with, he's like a heavy rumor that LS is, they're trying to get LS as the head coach. So free agency opens a whole day goes by. Nothing is signed. So then everyone's like, what the hell, Travis? Like you said, it was like a done deal. And then Fion, he tweets out, he's like, this roster's correct minus the bot lane. He's like, I've heard that they're trying to get a different bot lane now. Okay. So like, so clearly, clearly this roster was locked and then something happened and then they're trying to get something else, you know, like the bot lane, like, you know what I mean? Like the bot lane, they didn't just like decide on this and then like, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? You get what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So 
Well, like, I mean, like, they definitely decided that, like, this was a thing. Like, they didn't just make up that Sven was, like, coming back and they were promoting Isles. It was definitely oh. a conversation that yeah, was yeah, had, yeah, like, yeah. in the room. And yeah. then something happened in Korea where they're like, wait a minute, we can get more players. Like, we can get, like, these two players. So more then they go and they get... The free agency, yeah. Yeah. So they go get Berserk, the SKT bot laner, and they get Winsome, who was a Korean support player, but he's <laughs> born from Amer- in America, so he's actually an NA resident. Can I say one thing real Wait. quick? One thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Blabber and Fudge better start learning some freaking Korean soon. Right, right. Unless <laughs> Winsome, unless I don't know how long Winsome was in America before he moved to Korea, so he could speak English. But I, I know their but top right. doesn't. Right, yeah, 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 and Berserk doesn't speak English either, so, but yeah, I, I immediately also thought, I was like, well, I guess Fudge and Blabber are learning Korean, because it's two to three right now, they're pretty screwed. <laughs> Majority rules here. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, that's basically, like, confirmed. Jacob Wolf then tweets out, well, like, it was, it was, it got confirmed that Summit and Winsome were playing, but Berserk apparently was deciding between C9 and some LPL teams. Mm-hmm. And then Jacob Wolf tweets out, like, it's a done deal, C9 have Berserk. So everyone's like, yay, holy crap, whatever. And then Jacob Wolf retweets, like, quote tweet or retweets or whatever, Travis Gafford's, like, tweet where he's like, this is C9's roster, and it's Summit, Blabber, Fudge, Zven, Isle. He just, like, just, just quote tweets it. That's it. Doesn't say anything. Right. So Travis, who Jacob just is always on Travis's shit for various things reporter journalism drama crap that jacob always ignites so then travis just blocks him he's just done with him and just blocks him mm-hmm. so Which, then by the way by the way is the most civil reaction you can have to somebody that you don't agree with or want to see on the internet is to not say anything at all and just block them so they yep. don't show up on your feed so what does jacob wolf do he screenshots that travis has blocked him and tweets the picture out and goes like lol he's blocked my like he's blocked me or whatever like because i've like proved him wrong and yada 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 and then he goes off on a couple other tweets just talking mad shit on travis and then thank the maker azale like comes in and azale basically i gotta read it because azale crushed it and i'm like yep yeah so jacob says i got blocked because i retweeted his incorrect reporting rich that someone can't take the heat when he stood by online in person and watch his colleagues, including yours truly, get shit on by fans and riot. And then, anyway, so then Azale comes in. I gotta read Azale's, because he's mad respect for Azale on this shit. I just gotta find... I hope to God Azale did not delete this shit, because I'm gonna be really upset if you did. I've seen several Jacob Wolfs on the Twitter sphere. Not the same one. Every single one have been insufferable douchebags. Yeah. Most of them were just avid Trump supporters, shit posters, though, but... The unfortunate part is, is that he like, he tweets like, the very confirmed stuff, and it's like, I, I say yeah. The oh, the response, by the way. oh, does he have it? Okay. Yeah, he always I just does like stuff it, that so. everyone already knows, basically, right? That's usually his angle. Well, well, that's the thing though, is that like Travis, <laughs> like Travis's thing was like, a first report. So Travis yeah. is like, like also Travis was the only one who ever tweeted out like. This is C9's rock. So, like, all the phases that I just took you through, Travis tweeted out all those phases. Mm-hmm. If Travis doesn't tweet any of that, the only thing we know is Perks is leaving. And then we know today that C9's roster has the Koreans. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Travis took us, like, through a journey. And, like, those C9 rosters weren't wrong. They definitely were at stages of free agency. Most likely. Periods of where C9 was at. You know, yeah. like, they definitely, like, C9 definitely tried to get Bjergsen. They definitely tried to get Niski. Niski even tweeted, like, yeah, it tried to go to C9 and it fell through because, like, things didn't match up or whatever. Like, so the, that stuff happened, you know? And so, okay, yeah. So Azale tweets out, I don't have all the context, but I just think stuff like this only serves to make you look bad. It just comes off super bitter and petty to be calling out someone for getting a roster wrong and then let, letting everyone know about being blocked. Please keep it classy. And then they go on a conversation. I just think that's the most important part about it. Uh, then right. he says, being right isn't worth as much if you have to hurt yourself to spite someone. Do it with what you will. And then they, then he always tries to get the last tweet and Azale just stopped messaging and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But it was just like, oh, I'm reading this at work. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, and every time he tweeted something, all in his comments, everyone's like, dude, you don't get it. Like, shut up. Like, 
we don't care. No <laughs> one cares. At all. No one at all. Like nobody gives two shits. Like you, congratulations, you were the last person to report the thing and you got it correct. But like Travis isn't a journalist. He's not a reporter. He's a content creator who's really good friends with everyone in the scene and is like, you know what I mean? Trying to like give fans a roadmap of what's happening in the off season. Mm-hmm. And it was a wild ride to read all of it. And I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Well, it's, but, right, it's so, yeah. So anyway, so C nine has Summit Blabber Fudge Roll Swapped Mid uh, Berserker, who is the uh, challenger ADC for SKT, and then Winsome, who was the challenger. Or no, he was the support for Sandbox Gaming. Okay. Who was not a good team? No, no, no. I'm sorry. He was the support for a challenger team. Summit was the top laner for Sandbox Gaming, and Sandbox Gaming was not a good team. They were like uh, one of the last place teams this last and, year, I believe. And then just to throw this on the end, um, the rumor is that LS is going to be the coach. Yeah, which is the, biggest, the rumor the is, is that C nine is trying to get him. I believe is the <laughs> yeah. is the word they are pursuing. Is that C nine is yeah pursuing, and I would say I don't think he's going to that. You don't think he's going to? I don't know. I don't think he is either. But I would say that you know if you're gonna have a situation that LS is gonna coach in. Having one where like people he likes are already on the team, and then you've also got some, you know, you've got a, a strong Korean top laner, you got a Korean bot lane that's really young, who's like just fresh in the scene that you could, you know, actually coach and teach them some things. That's definitely a situation that LS would probably want to be in if he had to choose. Because mm-hmm. um, he did, I somebody said on they they linked something on reddit it was like a clip of him saying like i wouldn't coach a team if i didn't think they could win worlds kind of a thing he's like he's not gonna go coach like golden guardians you know all in a roster kind of a thing um because he was gonna be the skt coach you know i'm not saying cloud nine's gonna win worlds but maybe he looks at the c9 roster he's like if i give this three years with these three young korean players maybe we can make something happen you know i (laughs) that's assuming they stay no right right but but i mean like if he looks at it now and jack is like Hey, like, look at this roster. And Alice is like, you know what? I like those players. Like, Berserk is specifically an AD that LS says, like, that, like, Korean teams needed to pick up forever ago. So, like, I mean, those are definitely players that LS would look at and say, like, we can maybe make some magic happen if we work at this, you know? But, like I said, I, I don't think he's going to do it, you know? But, right. Who knows? Well, Cloud9's got two and a half Korean players on their team. I say half because he was born American. Right. Two and a half. Uh, out of five is half the roster. That means they've got half a shot of winning something at Worlds. There you so go. So LS might be <laughs> attracted to that sort of thing. And if you're Cloud9 and you want LS as a coach, you're not hurt by making him tell you no. Um, right, right. Like, not going after somebody that you want because you think they'll tell you no is, like, the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Right. Um, and, hey, so- the conversation is clearly still going on because you wouldn't if, – if they asked him and he said no, like, right. it wouldn't be being reported on. So the like the only reason why they're saying that they're actively pursuing is because the conversation is still happening, you know. So clearly, LS is at least thinking about it in some regards. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I hope he does. I'm I am of the church of LS. I think. I he, just want to uh, see him. I like the way he looks at the game. And I just want to yeah. see him like do it. Like I, I would love to see some Soraka mid. Big fan. Yeah. It there's there's something about LS that you're just kind of like I would love like. It's not, not to, I don't want to sound like a dick when I say this about him, but it's kind of like put your money where your mouth is thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are like, like everyone, like you're obviously smart at League of Legends and everyone knows it, but it's kind of like, it's easy to sit like behind, like at your streaming computer and talk about how, how much you know about the game. Like if you know, you know so much about drafting all this stuff, fine, go on stage and draft C9 a team comp, like go, like right. go do it. I want to see you do it. And then when you do it, then like, sweet, you did it. But like if six games in a row, there's like excuses for why like the draft didn't go as planned. Then it's like, well, it's not so easy, is it? You know, like see, right. like it's well, it, you it's slam the all these thing. people for being bad at drafting, and you can't do it either when you're actually up there doing it. You know, right. or yada yada. It, it's kind of the same level of like Jat, Yamato, Cannon, and Papa Smithy. All of them were, uh, for lack of a better word, color commentators. I don't know if that necessarily applies, uh, but but they were all. League of Legends analysts in the pro scene. And then when they got an opportunity to go coach their own teams, all three of them had a lot of success. Papa Smithy, maybe most notably of all, because 100 Thieves, if you don't. Well, he GM. Well, he's, G- he's GM. But, he's yeah. GM. Oh, is he the GM? He's GM. Yeah, yeah, he's the GM. 
But I mean, oh. he's still he's still building rosters. He's building rosters right. on players that he thinks are good, which is yeah. which really he pretty you well know is so now far. promoting tenacity, and he's like got FBI. I mean, they tenacity's bought the Golden correct. Guardians roster, but like tenacity, you know. Insane. But still, though. By the way, tenacity in a slot where you already got someday. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, someday overrated. Just play I tenacity. Agree. I don't know why they're six manning. Just I, play tenacity and yeah. give it a someday. Yep. Well, my point was like, it's not even that someday is bad. Like, I'm not going to say no, it's he's not bad. great, but certainly serviceable. Like, you didn't need to upgrade that slot if you didn't want to. Yep. But then you go get somebody that you think is going to be even better. It's like. Someday that to yeah. me feels like a team that's going out and trying to win a championship. So I think everyone, I mean, this is, I don't know. I, I, at least this is what I think, I guess maybe not everyone, but someday he'll hold down top lane. He's really never going to win you the game. He, he's, he's stable. He's good at team play, stuff like that. I think whether, I think what top lane has started to go towards now more though, is like legit carry people. With like Alfari yeah. and uh, Broken Blade, who just got signed by G two, right? What uh, people like make more of a difference than just like playing Orn, right? That's him. He's the Orn player. Or that... Someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He definitely played carry champions like a couple years ago. I mean, like he people would still tell you that like he's a carry top laner, but like I don't think he I, I mean, carries as hard as like he is supposed to. He, yeah, you know? he's not the he's not the reason they're winning. The reason they're winning is closer. He's he's not like but... he doesn't smash people in lane. I yeah. think is what the kicker is. Yeah. Like Alfari's gonna smash you in lane and then carry the game. Someday like you're gonna you have to help him yeah, get he, that. He doesn't he doesn't put the to carry. Yeah, he doesn't put the other top laner behind. Yeah. I guess yeah. is a better way of putting it. And 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 the thing is with that too, like kind of what to Eli was saying um you know you know what you got in someday mm-hmm. and what you got yeah. isn't enough clearly with world's performances he's, he's not so you, you got yeah exactly yeah so you you get you go and make a change with a very promising rookie um well, that, and that's why i don't really like the that's why i don't really like the hunter thieves offseason because like they didn't change anything they just added tenacity who's playing time with someday and it's like well we won well, we won summer it's like yeah cool you won summer but like team liquid did not play super well in that playoffs well it also C9 depends what the contracts are they currently have though too yeah like maybe they just couldn't. i mean yes and no but like you could definitely sell play like those a lot of those players are definitely able to be sold and you know here's and there's i'm just saying that like yeah. i would just ditch someday and get tenacity because like this roster doesn't like automatically like they're not just automatically the best team again in spring and summer no that would and be like someday's not getting any better yeah you know by the way <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> speaking be of liquid. the best team yeah. Team Liquid is absolutely stacked this yeah. year. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so as, like you're not you're not gonna beat them right on now. paper. Yeah. So like just go get tenacity and just use him and hope that like by the end of the year he's better than what someday was and you know and you then you can beat Liquid maybe right. or you know whatever. Like it someday, you know, yeah. You I said it twice now, but yeah. Yeah. And just to run through as things stand now, Team Liquid's roster. Is looking like Vwipo, Santorin, Bjergsen, Hansama, and you have a Core JJ Academy, like slash Academy. Are they so, splitting time? Or no, what is... Core JJ. In order to make this import situation work with Vwipo and Hansama, Core JJ has to get his green card. So in the oh, event, it was reported okay. that in the event that he's not able to get his green card in time, uh, his name is like Elia, is the support. He'll okay. have to play because Core will count as an import still. So, but then eventually he'll get it at some point this year and then he'll, you know, play. Just the green card process can be long sometimes. Okay. By the way, um, I definitely thought there was a player called Academy and I was like, I don't remember them picking that guy up. Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember the guy's name when I was like typing it and I was like, ah, whoever their Academy support is. But let's assume Core JJ gets his green card. There are a lot of professional wins on that roster. That is a. A salty, yeah. salty team, and if they can find any cohesion at all, yeah. this is the favorite s- to win spring. Oh yeah, I mean easily. I mean they're the they're spring? the I mean, yeah, they're paper. the superest super team that the West has ever had, right? Yeah, that's probably true. I, I uh, yeah. trying to think. Yeah, Delta Fox. I mean maybe maybe G two with caps perks, but you know, and yes, uh, I say, say, same I mean, level. The meme team Delta. Oh, Fox in the in old. the West, I'd say G two. Is yeah. like the most super ish super team in the and LCS like maybe Team Liquid when it was the um 
like for its time when it was like Impact, Smithy, Jensen, Doublelift, Ole. Yeah, but like, even that, that like, roster, that roster, like when it was announced, was pretty stacked. Yeah, but I still knew that Brixton was better than Jensen. So, hey man, you don't know he's been gone a year. <laughs> no, I mean at that point. Oh, gotcha. At Is Jensen point. gonna find a team? By the way, there's a lot of people that are gonna nope. find a team. That's that's partly yeah. That's that's why the whole selling players, I think, with like a hundred T's. Like I don't think that a they didn't want to do their players dirty. I think it's like why they haven't made that many moves. Sure. Unlike you know, G two with Ocelot, just like doing a bunch of shady shit and in my opinion him him and them and uh cloud nine basically agreeing without perk without perks being a part of the conversation that they cannot trade him or that he cannot go to like fanatic which i'm pretty sure isn't legal but it's well I think riot in the riot system it is because there's well, no they rule. Said, well, because there's no technically rules, but, there was yeah. no rule about it, but they also said they're not going to permit deals like that in the future. Yeah, yeah, they're like we'll have to make a rule now because like they didn't yeah. think they needed it. Yeah, super right. super shady stuff. Uh, and now reckless isn't even on the LEC, which is tragedy. Um, who else was there? Yeah, Jensen now. Because of Jensen, everything Nisky. out of control. Yeah. Technically, double lift was coming out of retirement. If you want to count that one, but no. Then you have G two. Well, Wonder just got signed now. Mickey X is supposed to be going to TSM supposedly. Well, yeah, I don't remember TSM all the one's other, gonna be all the other European players because they're just I'm like ninety five percent positive TSM is just waiting to see if they get Chovy or not. I would imagine that's so. why that's why we haven't been hearing that much from them. It's an expensive development roster, I'll tell you what. No, they got the money. Well, but do they have the management to keep those people long enough? Well, that's where, that's where we'll find out. Because as it turns out, Reggie's still an asshole. Yeah, I think that the sky is blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that situation got blown up more than it should I, I think agree. it's two giant egos and no one's telling the truth. I agree, but also if I were to, if gun to my head, you said one of these people is right, I would side with double lift based on evidence that we have on <laughs> how Reggie treated like Dyrus and well, yeah, like yeah, I get that, but I don't think Bjergsen would be a coach if that was the exact same if the, if that was the situation, right? So I, I, there's I don't a lot of yeah. there's a lot of space between these two sides, and it's somewhere in the middle. It's not like neither one of them is perfectly correct, um, yeah. but. I, I don't I don't think it's a big deal personally. We'll see. We'll see. If Speak is that still there, Hooney's still there. I, I think yeah. I don't think it was as blown out of proportion as Doublelift made it seem. It's pretty easy to sit down and go Oh, it's uh, easy to get everyone like, on the side I, I for have, that one for sure. Right. I like I if you like you as a person, you have an issue with your boss and then you have a lot of time to yourself to think about it. And then you get separated from that person and you go home and you talk to your wife or your girlfriend or your fiance and you go, man, my boss is like so much this, 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 and da, 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 da. And it's like, it's pretty easy to blow it out of proportion, but then add on to the fact that he's doing that into a microphone on the internet. Uh, I'm not saying you didn't have time to think about it, but it, if you're in the echo chamber of your own head for a really long time, it's pretty easy to skew your own opinion of something. So, I don't know. Like yeah. I said, that, that'll play out. That'll sort itself out. But At the very least, I was impressed on how professional uh, Reggie's response was. That's true. <laughs> in, in comparison. <laughs> also, imagine being, uh, what's her name, Lena? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Dating Doublelift, used to date Reggie, and now you're in the middle of this thing. Ugh. Yeah, that's why I've been taking her as my barometer, because she was basically like, both of them. Yes. Both of them were pretty much played the situation like shit. And literally from yeah. the moment Doublelift started talking, yeah. she was like in Twitch chat saying yeah. it's not that much like definitely downplaying both angles of this. She definitely didn't want to call Doublelift a liar, but she <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but she uh so she that's that's how I that's how I picture it at least. I uh, have a hunch that calling your significant other a liar on a very public forum is not good for the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. 
Well, uh, do you guys want to talk about Arcane? We watched part two last... You guys did watch all of part two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think we're going to do the same thing we did last week, uh, which is we're going to have a little break in between here before we get to Arcane. Before we do that, I want to remind you that you can get Talk of the Rift on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Give us a listen, a like, a review. Let us know how you're doing. It helps us out. Uh, another reminder from last week that I forgot, and Logan thankfully reminded me, if you want to leave us an audio message, you can go to anchor.fm slash talkofthereft. I don't actually know how that process works fully. I've never done it, but I imagine it's not too hard. Everything Anchor does is pretty yeah. easy. On our profile, there's a little audio message button. Click it, record your message, and send. And then yep. we just get it on our profile. So you can do that. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk of the Rift. And Have we, if we yep. do ever live stream this again, which uh, we, you know, we probably will at some point, but not right now, you can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Talk of the Rift. Have we, uh, have we ever gotten a, uh, a message? We have not. Not All an right. audio they, message. Hey. We've, gotten, we've gotten tweets with questions. We've never gotten an audio message. Anybody, anybody listen? We be can the first. play it. We can be play it on the one. podcast and everything. Your voice can yeah, be heard. That'd be great. To our many, many viewers. <laughs> to, uh, as, our listen, hundreds, as a personal favor. Thousands. As Millions. a personal favor, be civil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be civil <laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah, We'd love to hot use takes. It. We want your hot takes. But also be yourself. But also be yourself. Yeah. All right, we're going to pause for five seconds, so anybody that doesn't want to get Arcane spoiled for them can uh, bug out of here. I didn't put elevator music in last week, and I thought about it after I hit publish, and I was like, maybe I should have done that. I'm definitely leaving what Logan just did in. That's going to be the elevator music. I definitely was singing a famous song and then realized that I was doing it and there might be a trademark problem, so then I changed it halfway. It's a podcast. 817, clip it. 817, clip it. (laughs) We're going to get sued for millions. Yeah. Okay, so Arcane Act 2 came out, and I am continually more creeped out by the relationship between Mm -hmm. Silco and Jiggs. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were going to kiss, but in my head, I knew my, my logical brain was like, yeah, they're not going to. Right, but I was worried. <laughs> I was concerned. I was, also <laughs> I was very like, worried. "Do not kiss right now." What is this weird tension right now? She was literally eight when you met, and you've been an old man the entire run of the show. Yeah. Um, so Act Two was a lot more subdued than Act One. Uh, the comparison that I made is that, like, Episode One was subdued so that Episode Three could be a big emotional hit so i think act two is subdued so act three can be a big emotional hit uh and then close the series yeah act three is gonna be a roller coaster um yeah i think that's pretty fair to say (laughs) i'm glad that you worded act two that way Mm -hmm. because i was worried that when you were going to ask me how i felt about act two and my response was me with a big sigh yep I was worried that people were going to think that I hated it, and I didn't hate it. But I definitely didn't know how to explain how I felt about it. And I felt that, like, I I don't want to say the word lackluster, because it was uh-huh. amazing. Like, it was still great, and I loved it, and it was awesome. But, like, I don't remember the individual episodes. I just kind of remember, like, I a couple of things that happened. I don't remember individual episodes. There's a lot of things that were, like, great. Once, so. I, do. I did too. Maybe maybe I need to watch them and like take a break between each one or nah, something. Nah, there's no way you can do that. I can't do that. I don't know. But like I there's just something about it that just like when I got done with it, I was done with all three episodes. I just like got up and went to my computer and sat down and played video games. And I didn't even like <laughs> I didn't even really sit and think about the show. I was just like, Oh, it's done and then I just kinda walked away and I was it, like that, it was, I was so very weird. weird because of the way that Act One ended. Act like the third episode of Act Two ended and I was like there's something something else is going to happen, right? Like, there's going to be another thing that... I think it should have ended, like, when Jinx popped the flare or something. That's uh, what I thought was going to I liked happen. how it ended, personally. Mainly I'm fine be- with it. I, like I said, I think the whole thing is setting up for Act 3. Yeah, so. I mean, it was a, right, it was a right. typical sequel, you know, 
bridge, right? When we when we think about this after we watch it all, looking back, we're not going to think that much about Act Two, and that's, right. I mean, in my opinion, yeah. typically how it all usually think, works, except for Lord of the Rings. I think that my I think one of the reasons why I'm like conflicted about it is that my favorite part of all of the show was every character that wasn't Vi and Jinx. Uh huh. <laughs> I really like I liked the Jace Victor. Stuff. I mean, they went to Victor Caitlin. a lot here, though. Oh, for sure, but Victor. I mean, but Victor is is the best part of all of it. I would say in the se- in the second act, especially. But like, I was way more interested to see Caitlyn and Victor and Jace and right. Heimerdinger. And then when Vi and Jinx were on the thing, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't like. Vi, I, Vi but to be Jinx fair, I love the engine that. that yeah, we Vi really. I didn't even necessarily with. care about Jinx. I I did. I cared about Jinx individually because I thought yep. that she was like done really well. I like seeing like crazy Jinx. But it was like Jinx and Vi together. I was just like when they they finally met. I was just kind of like, okay, like I yeah. I know that you're gonna hate each other, and like I'm just waiting for that to happen. You know, and, it's gonna be a complex emotional situation. Yeah, and they had a couple of little hits in there. They did the Vi uh, held Jinx's face the exact same way she did the last time they saw each other in the hovel, um, and then. Jinx asked if Vi was real. And then after that, emotionally, I was very disconnected from the two of them based on everything else that was happening. Well, like, yeah, the pretty much world exploded around them real quick. Yeah, and then Jinx is having like a psychological breakdown again. Yeah. A lot of that going around with her. I saw a interesting theory about that. Okay. Uh, that it's because of the water. Oh. Yeah. That's why the voices. He, he drowned her. The voices are. That's why the voices became stronger. Um, yeah. After, yeah, after that her. was. That's why he did it. Because he like he basically drowned her until she almost died, and then. Well, oh, I, I mean, it's not about the drown. It's about the, the water well, but being that, but so that's what gross he was. and corrupted. That. Well, no, but like the point was, is that like he was talking about like when he was drowned. No, I get that. He like was on like the brink of death, and it like a new man like came out, and like that's who he is today. Yeah. So basically, she was conflicted between like powder and Jinx. Yeah, but it's so not. So when he drowned yeah. her, powder like died, and J- and only Jinx was left. Yeah, like symbolically. My point was, it wasn't the lack of oxygen reaching the brain that made her like that. It was what's physically in the water, corrupted stuff in the water, that turned her more crazy. Mm-hmm. Same way that it did to Silco. I could see, and that. that's why his eye is so all jacked, jacked up. up. It's a little. Hard to draw that parallel perfectly because we don't. Oh, it's a complete really have a good idea. Yeah, yeah, we don't really have a right. good idea of what Silco. And was also, like she was crazy, and she was also crazy like before. I mean, yeah, right? but and like hearing voices yeah. and having like the the visions of like all of her friends and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but not to the same extent of what it showed at after the drowning, right? Because it was after that when she started killing everybody. Yeah, uh, and then after then when the the first time she seemed really like disabled by the voices that she was hearing. Also, uh, right after the drowning is when she goes to meet, and I cannot remember the lady's name, but it's Silco's second yeah, man. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. With the, with the robot arm. Yep. And then uh, she tries to like mentally torment Jinx by talking about Vi, and Jinx is like playing along for a second and then just snaps straight into like. I'm crazy Harley Quinn right now, and <laughs> you're not talking about my Joker, so I don't really care about you. Like, who knows if she was being affected by it for a second? It doesn't really matter. But it was like right after that, where she had the that break in the two versions of herself, mm-hmm. uh, more clearly defined. Also, Logan, you said that you thought Victor was like the best written part in Act Two. I said the same thing to Coobs. Earlier this week, we talked about it a little bit. I think Victor's the best written character in the show. Uh, and then he made an argument for Silco, and I I can't really disagree with him, but I, I just I I like the way that they've handled Victor a lot more. I think Jace could easily steal the spotlight in Act 3 if you've seen the teaser for I it. I did not mm, watch not the, the teaser. Yeah, it kind of looks like Jace is going to go down an interesting route. Um I think they all are. Do you want to see the <laughs> teaser? Or do you want me to say it? I'll I'll wait. Oh, to you see can it. say it. Oh, okay. You, you're gonna wait to see it. We'll we'll wait. All right, I think okay. we'll wait. We'll wait. Um, um, but I mean, like, I just, but like Victor, yeah, I definitely one of the characters that I'm most intrigued to see. Like, 
it's it's one of those things where it's like you wait to we said this last week. I'm just waiting to see everybody with their toys. Uh huh. And like Victor, like something about it. Court. I'm just right because like I know that like Victor with his toys means that he's like evil. And yeah, he's got the hex core now, so like he's gonna come out like in a, you know, in a suit, and he can walk better, and he'll you know. Well, you know where he gets his like death that. laser ray from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was... So like I'm just like you just know like in Act Three or something, he's boom gonna through the door, and he's now a mad scientist, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm just interested to see, especially now that he's gone with Singed, and he like tells Singed, he's like, oh, I understand now, like about the mutation living and stuff. How perfect was that line? Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, he walks in, and he goes, I, I, I understand now, he... and like it's, it's, oh, it's so good because it's so, it's so subtle, and it hits really hard. I, I don't know, it did for me. Yeah, no, yeah. I liked it a lot. That was uh yeah good uh good segue in his story, yeah. Also, um, this is another thing I mentioned with Coops earlier in the week. Singed is not at all personality wise what his champion is. I feel like the rest of them are pretty close. Victor, notwithstanding, because he's got like a still a major transformation left. But like yeah. Singed is mostly there, but like personality wise, he's just. Very subdued. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I feel if I didn't have subtitles on, I wouldn't have known that was Singed for a very long time. I I don't think they've said his name yet. Even I think they did. Have they? Yeah, I think they did. When, I feel like they did once when he met the oh, cute little he, creature. Yeah, he introduces himself yeah, as Singed. Yeah, in the yeah, right. No, yep. but yep. I was um, I was gonna say I love Caitlyn. Very pro Caitlyn's like voice acting. Big fan of the yes. cupcake lines. Um, Yes. yes, I was gonna say yeah. I as much as I was kind of whatever about Vi in this like act, mm-hmm. her and Vi together I really enjoy, and I really like the cupcake lines. That's like, especially when she's like, "Can you like my name is Kate? Like, quit calling me Cupcake." And she's like, "But you're so sweet, like a cupcake." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you too." Like, ah. Also in the brothel, like she goes, "You're hot, Cupcake," and then finds the first patron that she can find. And Caitlin is very not comfortable with this man. And then, like two seconds later, Vi finds Kate cozying up with another girl, and Vi's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, we're both yeah. lesbians." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's not a development that like you would expect. They're playing the buddy cop angle like really, really well. Uh, and you just like knowing what Caitlin is based on the lore that I've seen. You you don't expect her to react very well to any of this at all. I think she's doing great. Yeah, They do uh, pairs in the show extremely well. Yes. Yeah. They do, you know, the, the dynamics between the two <clears throat> with, uh, obviously, Vi Caitlin there with Victor Jace. The next one's going to be Victor Singe. That's what I'm expecting to be really good. Uh, and what I assume is going to be uh, Echo in the new 80 carry. Is what I think yeah. is we're gonna come across also. By the way, uh, leader of the Magic Surfboard crew, is that the new eighty carry? Is that Echo? Uh, up, yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I know both because... of them are in the crew. That's that is how I'm convinced that both of them are in that crew. Yeah, I think that's fair. The Our... the leader's voice is changed. He's wearing a mask, and there's not an inch of skin exposed. Are the they use like green weaponry, so do they have chemtech? It seems or is like it just got some version of it, but okay. I don't know. That's hard to say. Also, so would... chem- like all of chemtech so far that we've seen in the show, uh, through Sh- Shimmer, so it's called. It's yeah, purple. Shimmer's a purple. Yeah. So, like maybe green chemtech is a different like branch. It's slightly different. I don't know. But all all of the chemtech that we've seen so far has been purple. I don't know if there's a difference or not. Also, I don't think they've said chemtech yet. I don't think so either. No, they haven't. I was just well, like Riot is very like purposeful on their colors. Like chemtech is green, yep. and they have like green accents yeah. on everything. So like my initial thought is like, oh, chemtech powers their like hoverboards, but you know maybe it doesn't because to me I feel like Singed is the one that like invents chemtech and right. What not? Well, so it, it kind of would be weird for technology, mm-hmm. right? So it'd be kind of weird to me to like have this random vigilante group have chemtech when we haven't heard about it yet, and right. Singed like isn't the one that's like talking about it. 
Well, he could certainly but... be their benefactor. Oh, for sure. Uh, also, they finally called it Zahn in Act 2. Did they? I'm pretty sure Silco said it, yeah. I have to go back and look for yeah, sure. Yeah, they, but... they break in the teaser. They, like, are more in your face about that, hmm. about, like, the rise of Zahn. They've called it Zahn okay. one time so far. Well, yeah, and, and Piltover hasn't called it Zahn. It's still their undercity. Right. It's Zahn who's calling themselves Zahn. They were very opaque with the moment that they went, these are no longer two cities. And it was when Jace gave the order to block off the bridge. Um, That was like, I mean, they're, they're obviously two different communities, but as soon as you're completely cutting off the other half of the city, it's two cities. Um, Also, just so that we have addressed it, Jace is getting used, correct? Like oh, big time. being manipulated um, a lot. So I think like in the beginning he is. She is like she I mean the one lady, like they even say to each other, she's like, he's an investment or whatever. Right. So she's definitely using him because she wants the hex tech profits, basically. Like he has the he has the most powerful thing right now on the market. And if she controls him, she controls Hextech. But I think that when Jace like when he goes and gets like everybody in his investment line and then he chooses to like, um, she, she definitely sleeps with him for like power purposes. Yep. But when he gets, when the morning, when she wakes up and he's gone, like that hits her, she's like, you could see in her face. She's like, where the, like, wait a minute. What the hell? Like, where is he? Yeah. Like he, like she doesn't have, like, she's not in control of him. And when he, later like makes a decision to cut off the bridges and he does something else i can't oh he goes back to talk to her about victor and she's like yep. why are you talking to me about this and he's like whatever you can that, see that like in her eyes that it's not like at that point it's not really controlling him anymore it's more yeah. of like a a relationship aspect thing so it, like that he's kind of broken free from that aspect i but it's really... not but yeah but it's more of because she's like falling for him yeah i i was like pretty sure when he went back to Mel, that's her name, uh, and was like talking about Victor, like he was kind of dancing around it at first, and I'm I'm sitting on my couch, I'm just going, tell her. You have to tell her. Please, God, don't be one of those shows where he just doesn't talk about his problems and everything spirals out of control because he didn't say like six words. And then he actually does tell her, and she's like, wait, you care about people? Like, it looks like it surprised her that he cared about Victor, who's the person that literally saved his life. So, yeah, I I could see both angles, but I, you know, at first, definite manipulation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's all I've got. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover about Arcane? That's it for me. I'm trying to get into this preseason, baby. All right. Well... We'll talk uh, about that next week. We will talk about that. Yeah, we, we played we no games, games for this week to talk about it, so. I think Coop's played one. One, literally one, right before this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya. Peace.